The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of uh positive talk radio this is now i had the opportunity to interview this gentleman back when i was calling the show my independence report you can still go back there to listen to his previous interview which is there along with some 500 other episodes but we've chosen to go to positive talk radio because it's a little bit more positive and stuff like that but one of the things that i did back then was i featured musical acts and 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 singers and songwriters and and people like that and i really like talking to those people because and meaning like that guy over there uh because they have got some really um inter interesting perspectives on life and they really are interested in in providing inspiration to in, to really inspire us all to do some great things and uh robert andrew wagner is no exception to that and he's with us all the way from philadelphia i believe you're at today right yeah i'm about halfway between philadelphia and reading but you know I, but i i do bleed black and gold i'm still 412 for life i'm a pittsburgher at heart uh i'm a stranger in a strange land out here well, we'll for, I'm going to forgive you for being a Pittsburgh fan because I'm a Seahawk fan, and you brutal, you were mean to us years ago. So anyway, well, we got lucky. We got lucky. It was Ben Roethlisberger, possibly the worst quarterback performance in Super Bowl history, but fast Willie Parker got you know got open and scorched his way down the field. But it was a uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could say we we were holding out i was i thought we were going to get russell wilson in the free agent sweepstakes but uh, we ended up with a guy from chicago mitchell trubisky uh yes well you know we, we're still mourning russell's departure out here yeah well it, well this is going to be a big change for uh for the steelers too with number seven not not being there after uh what, 18 but, years or something yeah yeah and, and I'm old enough to remember when he was winning games in, uh, in Miami of Ohio and everybody's saying, oh, but he's not really facing elite competition. It's like the, the guy never lost a game in grade school. He never lost a game in high school. He never lost a game in college. The, the first time he ever lost a football game was as a professional. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I would just like to mention to you that, that uh, years ago, back in, uh, what was it, 1980, I worked at a hotel in Seattle. It was the Doubletree Plaza Hotel, brand new facility. And so it drew some of the finest um, um, sports teams. And I got a chance to to wait on um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Um, and they came into the dining room and and Franco Harris was there and Rocky Blyer was there and and uh, you, your your place kicker at the time I forget his name but but uh, Bradshaw was there and I'll never forget the story of um, um, Jack Lambert was last seen on a Saturday night in the lobby of the uh, um, the DoubleTree Plaza Hotel spanking an assistant coach at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Jack Lambert was a their middle linebacker who was a, a fierce, fierce competitor. Yeah, yeah and he beat yeah. us up all the time. But in, in any event, I digress because Robert Andrew Wagner is here, and he's in. He is uh, the leader of, and please say it for me so I don't screw it up. The little wretches. W R E T C H E S, as in like Les Miserables. I'm sure people are familiar with the movie and the stage play Les Miserables, the Victor Hugo novel. That's sort of what the little wretches are all about. 
Very nice. And where did you come up with the name and what does it mean? Oh, well, literally, uh, we were putting the band together and I, I used to live off the campus of the University of Pittsburgh and there was every every night of the week you could catch a, a great classic movie. So Carnegie, I think it was Carnegie Museums of Pittsburgh had a, a, a new wave uh, French movies uh, series. And I went to see a movie called The 400 Blows uh, directed by Francois Truffaut. So it had French subtitles and it's, you know, about juvenile delinquents, a kid, kid who basically, I don't know if he runs away or if he's kicked out of the house, but uh, he and his friend, they, they rob a rich person's house. And after the robbery, they're walking down the steps of a cathedral and a priest is walking up the steps of the cathedral. And as they cross paths with the priest, they say, good morning, ma'am. And of course the priest takes offense at being called ma'am. And he turns around and says, little wretch. And so in the subtitles, when I saw a little wretch come up on the subtitles, I just turned around to the people I was playing music with said, that's the name of our band. We're the Little Wretches. And immediately the, the guitar player says, oh, I could see, be I would love to be referred to as a Little Wretch in an ironic sense. Uh, <laughs> so, and then, you know, that, that kind of calls upon, you know, my whole worldview. Uh, a lot of people make the association between the Little Wretches and the hymn Amazing Grace, how, how great the sound that saved a wretch like me, uh, or the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the persecuted, blessed are the peacemakers, all, all that. So that's, that's kind of my whole whole worldview uh, with, with our songs. I write a, a lot of songs about uh, people who uh, are not, you know, we're, we're on the outside of things. We're, on, we're outside look, staring through the window, looking at the party, wondering why, why are you in there and we're out here in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we've actually got a couple of your songs queued up and ready to play so that we can get a sampling of your work, which I'm, I would like to play one of them earlier rather than later so people can get an idea of what we're talking about musically and the type of things. And, and so do you want to, now you've got a current song out that's called Running, right? Yeah, Running, uh, we put out right um uh, kind of right before Easter season, right before, you know, the Lenten holiday. And then uh, shortly followed up with the other one that you have, Palms and Crosses. And they both ha have a similar theme. Uh, do you, you want me to tell the story of running? or? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, which would you like to play first? Oh, uh, well, if, if you put on running, that Rosa, the, the, the great Rosa Colucci is the lead vocalist on it, so, that, so people won't get to hear my mellifluous voice, but... Uh, I don't even know what that word means. I can't you know, I'm uh, I don't know, just kind of smooth, but, but I, I, I don't think anybody's going to pay money to hear me sing, but I can write. I can write as well as anybody. Rosa, people would pay good money to hear her sing. Well, uh, she, why, don't, why don't you tell us a story of uh, running and then we'll play that song so that people well, get an idea of what we're talking about. Okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a songwriter. And, and when I met Rosa and brought her into the Little Wretches, uh, you know, I told her her job was to make me sound better. You know, there's there's uh, in, in the history of pop music, country music, rock music, you know, the duet is, is a powerful force. But a lot of the, the women singers are really making the men singers sound better than they are. You know, uh, Emmy Lou Harris singing with Graham Parsons, Joan Baez singing with Bob Dylan, th that kind of thing. So she, you know, Rosa was going to be the Joan Baez to my Bob Dylan, the Emmy Lou Harris to, you know, my Neil Young or something. And she asked me, you know, she's a good singer. So people wanted to hear her. So she said, you know, write a song for me to sing. And, uh, Rosa, you know, again, this is not my story to tell. She, I, you know, I don't want to violate her privacy, but she's pretty much been on her own since she was 15. And uh, she's she never really graduated from high school, but graduated number two in her class at Point Park University. Uh, if, if the world was coming to an end and you could turn to one human being to save it, I would turn to Rosa. So 
knowing that she left home at the age of 15, uh, I was watching, you know, it was around Easter season and they always play uh, the movie, The Ten Commandments on TV. So I'm, wa I'm watching Cecil B. DeMille, Charlton Heston. And there, you know, the, I, I was thinking about that moment when the Hebrews, the Israelites are kind of told, okay, you're free, get out of here. And then they look back and they notice the Pharaoh's army started to chase them. And they come up to the side of the Red Sea. And I wonder how many of them actually really had the faith or just look, we, we can't stay here. Everybody else is running. I'm running too. So it's kind of a song about leaving uh, an impossibly bad situation and entering who knows what, but all you know is, is the life that you're leaving. You can't go back to that and you can't stay there anymore. Uh, so I, I thought it would something be something that Rosa would be able to put her heart into. And when you hear it, so she put her heart into it. Oh, it, exactly. It, it's a beautiful song. And it's well written. Um, and it's beautifully performed. Um, and why don't we just play that now? And that'll give folks an idea of, of you, the type of work that you do. And by the way, where, where can they pick this song up if they want to? Because it, it's part of the new album, isn't it? Uh, no, Running is actually from an album that, that came out a couple of years ago called Undesirables and Anarchists. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's the, in the first time that we talked, that we talked about that album. Yeah, and I back when when we were promoting that album, I I was always wondering like why aren't people jumping all over Running? It's so beautiful. But uh, so as Easter season was approaching, I said we got to make a lyric video for Running. We need to get that out there and. Uh, it's it's not brand new, but we're we're all yeah, every time we play we're we're rediscovering it and and people can get it anywhere you stream music. You know, first of all, I, I, I need to throw this in there. Real music lovers purchase music and have their collection. And when their friends visit, they they let people sample their collection of music. Nowadays everybody streams, but we songwriters don't make any money. I think I make maybe four tenths of a cent every time somebody streams a song. Whereas, you know, if you buy a song for 99 cents or $1.29, you know, probably 80% of that goes in my bank account. And I like that. So, but well, you can get us anywhere. We're everywhere, folks. And I, I and I'm willing to tell you right now that, uh, you know, that's, it's coming to light that Spotify and others are not treating musicians with the respect and with the payment that they deserve based upon i mean there are there are artists that literally have half a million downloads and they make like 60 bucks um and that that really is just that's just not appropriate uh because you know songwriters are the backbone in my opinion songwriters are the backbone of our country uh you provide a lot of the inspiration the the uh, the ability for us to to get out and to and to move and to dance and to and to really enjoy life and and you put your heart and soul into this work and to get not compensated appropriately is just a crime in my opinion well thank you <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I, but then again you know, if I if I were the people, the brains behind Spotify, I would think, look what I did. I, I connected the public with this great body of music and they can listen to it for almost nothing. And if I was the public, I would say, oh, look at this bountiful world. I get all this beauty for free. But those of us who create the beauty, you know, we do have to put food in the fridge and gas in the tank and, you know, plug the holes in the roof so we we do uh we do appreciate when people support the arts exactly and do it in a meaningful way and that's you know a buck 29 is nothing but you put you put together uh half a million of a buck 29 and that becomes something and yeah, so yeah, if all those streams were purchases oh man our next album would be paid for and you know Yes, indeed. So let's let's play uh, the song "Running" by the Little Wretches and Robert Andrew Wagner's the writer. So let's with that, uh, enjoy, folks. It's a great song.
time to wait, no time to reconsider. Water's parted, it was drowned or beaten. is a beautiful song that was yeah, really dope. I, I, I get choked up listening to it i mean you have no idea uh well maybe you do but uh because that's one of the songs where all i i have to do is stand there and play the guitar and listen to the drummer and listen to the vocals and and you can get really caught up in, in that the emotion of it and then, then i just think uh man i get to be a part of this we're creating beauty. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're putting some power that can actually move, move minds, you know, 
touch hearts, uh, change that's the hearts you, of men, man. And, 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 and I get to be yep. a part of it, you know, that's what you do. The, why you do what you do, because you, you're going to influence and you're going to change somebody's life and you'll have no idea who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, it's a little like, you know, the story of Johnny Appleseed, you know, we out there, we throw out the seeds. We don't know which ones are going to take root or where they're going to grow. Uh, so they, you, you don't, you don't know it. And, 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 and I just, you know, a lot, a lot of this is, is just kind of driven by faith too. I mean, I, you know, I have my own little, little mission. I, I, I can honestly say my life was saved by music. If, if I didn't have music, I have no idea how would I, I would have gotten past the age of 17. And, uh, and I know from people confiding in me that, you know, there's, there's a handful of people out there that can say that, that my music helped, helped get them through. And so you never know who's out there. Well, I'd, I'd venture to say there's more than a handful. Oh, I hope, I hope, but, but that's, uh, we have no control of that. We can only make this stuff and, uh, you know, where it comes from too. That's the other people. A lot of times people ask about, you know, inspiration and man, I have, you know, what, what did, uh, Plato say? Socrates say beauty is divine. Uh, it definitely is, is not the product of any great genius, genius on my, my part, uh, it, it just, it's given to us and we have to make it, you know, can I, can I, can I share, share with you a, a weird little story? Of uh, course. Okay. You know, there, there was a, a period maybe five or six years ago when I was hardly playing, you know, just it wasn't getting any gigs. We weren't really recording anything. And uh, I was, you know, listening to the news and uh, there was a news story about a guy from a church down uh, near Philly who got caught stealing from the collection pass. You know how a church, they pass the collection plate. Well, the guy was stealing money from the church and had been doing it for several years. And I, I had this little thought. I said, man, I, I hate to be that guy. Uh, have, <laughs> that having to answer for stealing from God. And, and then I hear this little voice that says, uh, every day that you don't practice your guitar, you're stealing from God. Like ah yeah 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 we we're we're all given a gift we're all we're all given you know something we're all giving talents to to make something with. Uh, do you ever see the movie Rudy? Oh yeah 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 yeah. I, I was just watching the movie Rudy with with, with some uh, youngsters, and uh, there's a scene where Rudy gets his acceptance letter to Notre Dame, and that's you know that's been the driving force of his whole life, and he goes back to the steel mill. And shows his dad the acceptance letter and shows his brother the acceptance letter. And all the kids look at me and they say, well, they don't seem too excited. It's like, well, one, because they're the ones who told him all of his life, you can't do it. Don't waste your time. It'll never happen. And now they have to eat their words. And then they have to examine their own lives and wonder what if they really believed in themselves, what else might they have accomplished so yeah, yeah they're happy for him but it's a melancholy moment for them as well see i knew that's why i wanted to have you back on the show because you've got that that is a wonderful message and it is the foundation of what i'm doing with positive talk radio because we're all sitting here going is this all there is and why am i really here what am I here to do? And, and you found through music, you found an avenue to express yourself. And by the way, I'm a firm believer that music is divinely inspired. What do you think? Oh, I, I absolutely, I absolutely believe that. Uh, there, there's, you know, look, look you know, I, I try to stay away from like religious catchphrases and stuff like that. Cause I don't want anybody pigeonholing me or right. putting me in a box. So, so I'm re reluctant to sometimes to say what I, I really think, you know, or at least not use the buzzwords, but there's a, in your introduction, you mentioned kindness. Uh, one of the songs on our new album is called loving kindness. And, and that's a song where I actually just come out and say, this is what I believe. And uh, the, 
in order for music to be divinely inspired, that means that, that you believe that there is the divine, that there, you know, there is a world beyond what we do. I don't, you know, I tried nothing against, you know, I have dear friends that are atheists and skeptics and, you know, they, they can't get themselves to make faith-based statements because it just goes against the grain of, of their thinking. They've, they've trained themselves to base everything on evidence. Whereas me, I mean, I look at a look around. It's like the evidence is everywhere. I woke up this morning, was able to take a breath. I wake up in the morning sometimes, you know, not in the best of moods, but more times than not, I just feel like I got to thank somebody. What the, uh, I mean, I like the taste of a hamburger. I like the crunch of a salad. I, I like the feeling of cold air on my face. Who do I thank for this? You know, I, I, I'm not responsible for any of it. And, and the music itself, uh, you know, it's uh, it's an expression of joy, but it, it can also uh, say there there's a there's a short story called "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?" It was the the foundation for the Blade Runner movie series, uh, and in in there it's you know set in the dystopian future, and people have mood regulators. So if they're feeling kind of down and they want to feel happy, they you know, they adjust their mood regulator. But one of the things that puzzles the people within the story is that so many people choose to be sad. Like, oh, you know, I want to have a little bit of sadness right now. How do I need to turn it down? I want to experience a little bit of sorrow and grief here. And that, you know, that's all part of part of our experience. I think the the sorrows make help to make the joys meaningful. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And when I say divinely inspired, what I mean by that is, well, as an example, Paul McCartney wrote yesterday in the middle of the night. Um, it wasn't something that he'd planned. It just he woke up with the tune in his head. And yeah. uh, where that came from, who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've, I've had, I mean, I'm not Paul McCartney, but, but I've had that experience of songs. I mean, there, there are some songs that you could tweak for a decade, you know, you could uh, be waiting for the pieces to come together uh, or, or sometimes you can even force it. And, and there are people that sit down to write a song like some people sit down to bake a cake. But I've had songs come to me fully formed. Uh, I just pick up my guitar and the song is there. Uh, yeah. How, how do you account for that? You can't. You can't because because it's it is, you know, I well, it's the same thing. I, I I look at it like um, John Edward, the psychic medium. Uh, there are things that he co that comes to him that are not that are clearly not from his psyche, from his memory, from his experience, from his mind. If it involves somebody else who he's never met, and uh, and and stuff, and that happens to us all the time. Intuition is something that some people poo-poo it, but it really is a real thing, and. Uh, when you're open to it the way you are and you've got the tools to be able to uh, take a, a tune and put it to um, a chord progression or, or, or you, you know, if it's going to be in the, in G or C or whatever, and you know what works and that kind of stuff. That's, that's the real talent of, of uh, songwriting. Don't you think? I, I, I don't really know. I mean, the, I mean, this is a lot of it for me, you know, I, I, I listened to the Beatles, you know, I listened to the pop songs, you know, by Carol King and, uh, you know, some of the great Tin Pan Alley songwriters. And I, I think you just kind of uh, assimilate. You, you, there's certain things that sound right to you and certain things that just don't sound right to you. You, you know, when... Uh, but it it is just purely intuitive, uh, and and I think that's that's from the you know the big debate about it how they come to the conclusion that beauty is divine because could you teach it? Well, you could teach somebody an awful lot of skills. You could take the greatest. You could take people and teach them how to act, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to create great actors capable of beauty. You could take an ordinary person and through uh, instruction and practice, they could learn how to play an instrument that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be capable of creating beauty with that instrument, you know, and, and in that sense, well, then where, where does that mysterious beauty element, creative element come from? It's like, well, 
comes from something that we can't account for. Must you know? So we're going to call it divine origin, because uh, if it if it was human origin, we would be able to pa- pass it on. Yeah. You know? Well, and 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 songwriting would be something that you that father to son to son to son. It doesn't work that way. Uh, some of us have a special gift, and, and you know, you said it earlier in the interview, and you said that um, that it's important to take your gift and do the best you can with it and and to not poo-poo it or down not to downplay it but to celebrate it and to really work on it and and that's that's what you are doing with your work and with your music i, th- I think it's it's a, really is a cool thing and it's a lesson that can be learned by all of us yeah. well you know i i woke up from a dream a couple of weeks ago and I, and, and the phrase that was was in my mind was uh do your work where you are you know, I I don't know. I might even have said this the last time we were talking. There was a when I was a freshman in college, there was a kid in the same program as me who was a senior. His name was Peter Oresic. And a lot of people who knew him said, you know, Peter is the best poet they've ever met. And me, an aspiring writer. So I kind of idolized Peter. He he has his first book published, you know, when I'm a freshman in college. So a few years later, uh, you know, I'm now I'm I'm out of school. He's, you know, in the working world. And I bump into him outside the University of Pittsburgh bookstore and he starts telling me about his kids and his family. And and then I finally stop him and say, no, Peter, I want you to tell me about your work. And to me, his work was his poetry. And then he said, no, you know, what I've come to understand is that my work is raising my family. And that just kind of like, oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, for some people, for most people, that's the most important thing they're going to do is raise their children, teach them how to love, teach them how to take care of themselves, maybe teach them how to earn a living. Uh, I, I, I have a friend who's a sheet metal worker, and he's also an art collector. Uh, but he was uh, he had this feeling that he should be doing something more profound than just working with sheet metal. I said, you know, look. Most of my songs, nobody's going to know they existed. A hundred years from now, they they probably will have been forgotten. But if you do a good job with your sheet metal work, it'll still be here a hundred years from now, won't it? It won't have your name on it, but if you do good work, it will last beyond your lifetime and serve people that you've never met. Uh, and that's, do your work where you are. Uh and, and you might not even know. I mean, uh, what, one of the things that, that sometimes I think about, because there's a high mortality rate in the band of the Little Wretches. Uh, a, a lot of people who've been in our band have gone on to meet their maker. And sometimes I think to myself, man, I must have a purpose because I'm still here. Why, why am I still here and they're gone? And thank goodness that, that they were willing to s- devote their creative energies into my thing uh, when they they you know they could have had their own bands they could have been writing their own songs but no they 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 threw their creative force in into my project the little wretches and I, I have to be successful to honor their memory and their effort absolutely absolutely and but by the way you the work that you've done and the music that you've written you don't know where that's going to go over time or or down down the road who's going to touch who it's going to inspire to do something else or, or to follow in your footsteps and stuff like that. So you're, you're following and, and, you know, and that's the thing in my, in my humble opinion, that's none of your concern. Right. Right. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a a line in the Bible. I, one one of my many side jobs, uh, this goes way back. I was working as a substitute teacher for Pittsburgh public schools and I was, stunned to see how many teachers had Bibles on their desks. So I'm sitting there at lunchtime and I flip open a Bible and the line that jumps out at me is, uh, he he who puts his shoulder to the plow and looks back is not worthy to enter the kingdom of God. You know, do the work. Don't, don't ask about the reward. Don't, don't look back at how, how, you know, don't pat yourself on the back. Don't, don't agonize over how hard the work has been. Just do the work. That's that's what you're here to do. Every everything else will take care of itself. That's exactly right. And and by the way, 
if you're passionate about what you do or you have a passion and you can't do it professionally because it doesn't pay, still do it. It doesn't mean that you can't not do it. It means that if you're passionate about something, do it however and the best you can. Just do the work. I agree with you. I think that's great. Rose's dad, he, he came over from Italy in the late 1950s with nothing. I think he had like $5 in his pocket the day he got married. And he had like an operatic voice like Placido Domingo. And he wrote some songs. He made a little seven inch uh, 45, but you know, he had to feed his family. So he did construction and cement work and built up his contracting business. But to this day, when he sees me, all he wants to do is talk about music. And he still has a lot of bitterness in his heart over the fact that what he really wanted to do was make music and sing. And he ended up, you know, shoveling gravel and climbing ladders and digging ditches and, you know, carrying bricks. Uh, again, do, doing very important work and ra- raising his family. But what he really wanted to do was music and he didn't get to do it. Um, you know, one of the reasons why I, I do this show and I'm following the, cause this, I just love doing this. I love talking to people like you and it's just, it just fills my soul. And, and part of it's because of my father, who ended up doing a job he didn't like for 35 years. He wanted to be a golf pro and oh. work in a, in a golf setting or like be the pro of a, of a country club or something like that. Well, it didn't pay quite enough. He also wanted to go on a tour and he was good enough to do it. But, uh, um, he ended up with kids that he had three kids by the time he was 25 and then it makes, it makes it really tough. So we went to work. And he just kept on working and working. And so at the end of his life, he had regrets. He wasn't able to do the things in life that he wanted to do. And I think that that took a toll on him. And and it takes a toll on all of us. Don't live your life in a way that you can be proud of who you are. You can be kind to other people. You can live your passion. And on your last day, you can say, a job well done. I don't have any regrets. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. You know what I was thinking? Uh, I, there's a, an album by Van Morrison called Avalon Sunset. And there's a lyric line uh, Van Morrison sings, when you live the life of, when you live the life you love, you get the blessings from above. If, you know, you know, the, if you do what you are meant to be doing, you will be provided with what you need. Uh, but if, if, you know, and if you don't do what you're meant to be doing, you're just going to always be, uh, have a little bit of inner conflict about it. Do, do now, again, you have to really be called. People can, people might want to be famous. People might want to be rich, but that might not there might not be their calling. Uh, but if, if you do, understand you know if if your heart is moved and and you you get that i when i'm doing what i meant to what i'm meant to be doing i don't get hungry i don't get tired i look up and seven hours have passed and i feel like i just started there there are ways that you know that you're doing something that you're meant to be doing Uh, you you have that you know bottomless fire, you know, the, the end, endless fuel source. And then that's kind of a hint that you're doing what you're meant to be doing. So, and if you're doing that, uh, good things will come of it. And if you're not doing that, how do you face the day? I guess that's why, that's why people, maybe that's why people drink. I don't know. It could be, could very well be, you know, uh, uh, by the way, we're talking with uh, Robert Andrew Wagner. He is uh, the, the, are you, are you, you would be the leader of the band because you've had lots of, lots of folks that have come and gone, right? Yeah. I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm the founder. My brother and I, uh, Ch- Chucky Charles Wagner started the band and, uh, we started it because, you know, I'm a songwriter. I I'd, I'd already been playing for a few years and had come to realize that what I'm good at is writing. And, but, because I'm so, something of a storyteller, uh, all stories need a context. All pictures need a frame. My, 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 what I do doesn't necessarily fit in with 
what my contemporaries are doing. Uh, like it's even hard sometimes for the little wretches to find other bands to play with because our thing is our thing. And uh, as just background music, you know, we're just kind of mediocre, but if you actually listen to us, you know, we can change your heart. So uh, I, I needed to build build this thing, the little wretches as a vehicle for my writing. And my brother was the first one on board. And then I recruited a few other people that, that I'd played with in my previous band, but it was no longer a partnership. It was, I'm the captain of this ship and you're helping me steer it through the storm. You're, you're, you're contributing your labor, but, but I, I'm the captain on this one. This is not really a partnership. And, you know, there have been times over the years where we've had, you know, other songwriters in the band that, you know, we, it's, I felt like we shared the same mission, we shared the same vision, and our talents complemented each other. But, uh, but the, the band from the beginning was a vehicle for, for my songwriting. And, uh, and, and the new one that, that we just did, I, I feel like the, some of those songs that, that are on the new album, like there's a song called Duquesne. That, I played that in like 1980 in one of the first gigs we ever played, uh, an early version of it. It's a, it's a song about my grandmother and some people that she worked with in a tailor shop, uh, all immigrants, all speaking different languages. And it was like the first real job that I ever had. And uh, all these, all these people, many of them were illegal immigrants. They, they were, you know, wonderful, amazing tailors back in, in Europe. And here they are working, you know, hemming pants and reattaching buttons uh, for under the table cash, but they would all go home and watch public television and then come in the next day. And while they were working, they would argue about, and you know, there were Greeks and Venezuelans and Italians and Hungarians, but they managed to communicate with each other. And the word you'd hear most often was propaganda. You know, somebody would, they would be trying to communicate with each other about what was on the news, propaganda. And they all knew what propaganda was. And, and, and all, I, all I would listen to these people talk and think, there's more wisdom down in this basement tailor shop right here. Uh, there, there's more beauty right here. I wish I could get the whole world. I wish I could record these conversations for the world to hear. And so some of that, some of that stuff that, that you know, I, I, I've been thinking about since I was... 17, 18, 19 years old. It, it made it onto this album finally. Uh, Isn't it amazing? You just you just referenced 1980. Does it does it feel like it's been 40 years? No, no. I I, I if you would ask me back then where where I'd be now, I, I would have had different different. Well, I don't even know. I don't know if I could have envisioned it all. Really. Even back then, like I never imagined, I, I told you before, before we, we started to record that uh, I'm, I'm house hunting. When I was a kid, I just assumed I'm never going to have a house. I'm never going to have a car. I'm never going to have a job. Whatever sacrifice I have to make, I'm going to make it because I'm never going to do anything that I don't believe in. I'm never going to do anything that I don't want to do. I mean, I was pre pretty full of myself in some ways, but, but I've kind of been true to that. Uh, I mean, there were times when when we would make cassette tapes uh, and sell them for five dollars, and I'd go out knowing that if I don't sell two cassettes tonight, I don't get to eat tomorrow. Uh, and I was completely cool with that. Uh, I, there was no sacrifice that a house. I'm never going to have a house. Car. I'm never going to have a car. Family. I'm never going to have a family. Now I've been gifted some of those things uh some of those things have come my way but not because i set out to acquire them uh you know all, all i ever wanted to do is wake up in the morning thinking about where i'm playing tonight exactly now let's talk about uh before we run out of time let's talk about your the other song that we're going to play well it's the, the, this whole collection uh you know i'm i'm a slovak in my, my Actually, my, my mother's side of the family, they're, they're even deeper than just Slovak. They're Carpatho-Rusin. Uh, a lot of those ethnicities of Eastern Europe are you know, very particular and very insular. But uh, around Easter, we would always have 
uh, this little like minced beets with horseradish in it. And I, I, I would eat the whole bowl. They would have to tell me to stop eating it when I was a kid. So a few years ago, I got a hankering for some red beets and horseradish. And I went on the internet to see if I could find the right recipe. What's the ratio between the beets and the horseradish? And I found out that the dish is actually symbolic. So, so people who are Serbian that eat red beets and horseradish, the red beets, the red is symbolic of the blood of their people. The horseradish symbolic of the bitterness of their suffering. For uh, Slovaks or Carpatho-Rusins, it's the blood of our Savior and the bitterness of his suffering. For uh, Jews, they don't consume any blood. The red's just there for flavoring, but the horseradish is symbolic of their suffering and bondage. So once I, I had that idea, understanding so okay well then then i'm gonna i have this song called duquesne about my grandmother and her co-workers that was sort of the central the, the song that the others kind of attached onto uh and it's all songs about the indomitable spirit that keeps crazy people sick people old people people who are alone you know working people you know, it keeps them going the humor and the spirit that, that drives them and uh the, the song Palms and Crosses is kind of from the point of view of people who lose everything but have to keep going. And the refrain of the song is, tomorrow will decide what yesterday means. Like from, from the Easter story, uh, the day after the crucifixion, I'm sure most people said, oh, man, this is... Uh, I was, we we fed on the wrong horse there, or or like I, I saw a movie on Netflix called The Bader Meinhof Complex, where there was sort of like a terrorist organization that, you know, they wanted to change the world. They ended up getting involved in some crime, and they they were sentenced to be executed, and they took their own lives in prison rather than allow the government to execute them. And I felt so much. But, uh, Maybe you did some good that you don't know about. Tomorrow will decide what yesterday means. You, you, yesterday you lost the battle, but as long as you stay in the game, the victory could be tomorrow. So that's what Palms and Crosses is all about. Well, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> By the way, this is uh, Robert Andrew Wagner, and he's a songwriter. He wrote this song for Little Wretches, and here it is. <laughs> One week arms, joy and braids, hearts are lifted, voices raised. The next week nails and crowns of thorns, the mother of God herself will mourn. A handful of stragglers waits at the scene, asking themselves what it is that they've seen. Let's go home, assess our losses, one week palms, next week crosses. One week palms, next week crosses Most of life goes on unseen All I can say is tomorrow will decide what yesterday means A single mom with three small kids a picnic lunch under the bridge Catch a line, catch a few fish Eat spaghetti off a styrofoam dish Throw your ball, ride your bike There you go, just play nice Look, ma, look, you got a bike We stole your base story of my life one week palms, next week crosses, most the life goes on unseen. All I can say is tomorrow will decide what yesterday means. A mother with her children on the 4th of July, waving sparklers on a cordon down street. Told you keep your shoes on, don't blame me When you wind up with glass in your feet Birthday parties, wedding gifts Gotta run to the store, can you give me a lift? Ooh, this looks cool, what's it do? It catches dreams, all that isn't true Well, how 
body is known You gotta believe All right, ask you shall receive Bring me back the friends I lost Yeah, that's right, just like I thought One week pauses, next week crosses Most of life goes on unseen All I can say is tomorrow will decide what yesterday means All I can say is tomorrow will decide what yesterday means All I can say is tomorrow will decide what yesterday means nice tune has got a very great message i like the message of that yeah I, I i i'm listening to it thinking oh man i love playing that song uh, what's so. it like i gotta ask you because most of us have never ever ever been on stage with a band and you're all in unison and you're making some really killer music what must that be like well there, there's there's nothing like it uh and and in fact, with with the little wretches at at, at our best, it it's it, I'm, I I hate to use war imagery, but I feel like you know we're we're going to war with all the the baloney and all, all the horse manure out there. Like when we step up on stage, we've washed our hands of all the baloney. All all yeah trying not to use vulgar language, but we've watched, washed our hands of all, all the, the filth and we're a hundred percent united in the spirit of what we're doing. And then there, there's nothing like it. Uh, you know, we, we were, we were talking about sports earlier and I'm sure that like championship teams have that feeling too. Uh, we're, we're, we're a brotherhood, a sisterhood, whatever it is that we are, uh, there, there's a unity and a strength that, that we share that people outside of this group can't imagine. There is no, I was a football player in my high school days and there was never anything as, as the teamwork that's involved. It's not a singular thing. If one fails, we all fail. If one succeeds, we all succeed. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, and that's, that's, the, I think that's a basic basis for humanity we all if especially now with the way our planet is going if we all succeed we'll do well but but it, we can't divide it we can't be divisive anymore we all have to recognize that we are all together in this thing and we've got a finite planet we don't have anywhere else to go so we got to take care of each yeah. other and take care of it yeah yeah that's that's i i like to keep it simple you know who who's going to who's who's going to water the garden who's going to wash the dishes you know who's going to take out the garbage uh we have to clean up for ourselves you know if the old saying you break it you bought it you made the mess you clean it up uh you got to leave it my my family when we were little we we would go on vacations to this uh cabin in the woods and the idea was Every time you visit, you're going to do some kind of repair and you're going to leave something for the next guests. You're going to leave it better than you found it. And, you know, geez, I sure wish uh, that was part of our psyche as, as people that we we endeavored to leave on the short term and the long term, moment to moment, leave things better than we found them, you know. <laughs> I have to I have to tell you, I was a bus driver for a long time, and I saw, I actually saw a guy. He was at the bus stop. He had one of those big big gulp uh, uh, from Seven Eleven, you know, the one thirty two ounce thing or whatever it was. Uh -huh. And he finished it, and he started walking towards the bus, and there was a garbage can. He walked right by the garbage can, and he threw the thing on the floor on the ground, and 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 it was like. I just looked at him and said, do you realize you just walked past the garbage can? 
And they said, oh, I don't care. Gets on the bus. So I get off the bus and put the cup into the uh, into the garbage. And I wasn't really in a hurry to do that because I wanted him to wait for for because I mean the humanity or lack of humanity that unfortunately some of us have is just it's it's frightening and and we and I'm working and with people like you who you know I'm working to try and bring more humanity back to us so that we can all live in peace like I say in the beginning live in peace live in harmony have a good time listen to some music have a hot dog relax and enjoy life that's what yeah, I yeah 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 amen and and uh, I mean I like the whole theme of the show positive talk radio that's uh you have to work at being positive I mean you have to consciously make an effort to do it you do yeah and 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 peace you know peace isn't necessarily a natural occurrence you know in the in the animal kingdom there's a food chain uh, it, it, it could be considered perfectly natural for the strong to take advantage of the weak. I'm stronger than you. I'm going to take what you have. Uh, no, that's, but, but that's what separates us. You know, we're, we're able to communicate with each other through the gift of language and we can care for feed, provide, provide shelter for, for, for each other. Uh, we, you know, we, we can't, we can't live like Jeremiah Johnson out in the woods by ourselves. We, we need each other. We do indeed. We do indeed. By the way, uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, Robert Andrew Wagner, how do they do it? Well, probably the best way is to go to our website, littlewretches.com. There's no the, the, the band is called The Little Wretches, but the website is just littlewretches.com. Uh, look us up on Facebook or Instagram or any of those places. Uh, we're very accessible. You know, my email address is is posted everywhere. It's, you know, I don't want to give it out here, but if anybody wants it, just just look us up. And and you know, we we respond very quickly to to messages. Uh, I, I feel like, I mean, obviously, I'm trying to make a living and and turn a profit from from my activities. But anybody who listens to our music, I feel like you're you're part of my family. I, you know, thank you, thank you said I was spending an awful lot of my time these days feeling I need to thank somebody. Uh, <laughs> well, and I'd like to thank you for thank being, you. for coming on the show today and doing what you're doing because you are really working to make a difference in society. And I really appreciate that. Is there anything you'd like to add before we go? Uh, no, you know, I, I, I was listening, th thinking of what I just said. Yeah. Moment to moment, leave things better than you found them. Day to day, leave things better than you found them. Year to year, across the course of your lifetime, leave things better than you found them. Uh, There's a song the in there somewhere, young man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dang. Now I got to now I got to get off off and pick up my guitar and write something. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, you know, you've got a very poetic sense in the way you talk, in the music, in the lyrics that you write, and the music is is dynamic and and make sure you tell your your singer that she is really really good and oh, yeah. she adds a lot yeah rosa 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 rocks awesome thank you so much for being here robert andrew wagner go to littlewretches.com and get all the information about them and do me a favor spend a buck and buy a song um don't download it or don't stream it buy it that's you know that's that's it's it, it can be your offering to the musical people of the world because I would hate to see them go away because they have starved and and have to go become a uh, um, a sheet metal worker or something like that rather than pursuing your dreams. Always pursue your dreams. So with that, Robert Andrew Wagner, thank you so much. Stay there. I'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, 
be kind to each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next